happening this week on your favorite soap opera. It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Soap fans, welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. And this week, we are talking about our favorite soap operas then and now. That's right. It's a trip through time, but don't worry, you won't need a time machine because we're not really going back that far in time. In fact, we're really just going back 12 months in time. So what's the reason for this stroll down memory lane, even if it is a short trip down memory lane? Well, I've noticed that over the past couple of weeks, there are some topics that seem to come up again and again, whether it's from our special guest or from you guys when you call in to be a part of the show. There are things that seemingly come up over and over again to show that the soaps are very cyclical. And I'm not talking just about the renewal process where it seems like every year we're talking about whether or not our favorite soap will be renewed. No, I'm talking more about things like casting decisions and even to a lesser degree, storyline decisions. Sometimes during the show, there are things that pop into my head, and this may happen to you guys out there as you're listening, but there are things that make me think, wow, this is something that we need to explore but because we don't always have the time, after all, we only have a limited amount of time each week. And when you factor in that some of our special guests are only here for a portion of the show, I want to get as much show as possible into that hour and certainly have as much time with our guests and to give you guys out there as many opportunities to call in and chat with us. So it's not always possible to talk about these things every week, but I make notes and I file them away and hopefully I... I think that maybe there'll be a time where we can talk about them in a little bit more detail. And that's the case today. So what are some of the things that we're going to be talking about? Well, there are things that sort of compare and contrast to what was going on a year ago as opposed to what's taking place now. For example, General Hospital was recently renewed by ABC, but if you notice, it was a very low-key renewal. There were no big press releases announcing the show would be sticking around. In fact, we still really don't know as of right now how long General Hospital will still be on the air. And there's a reason for that. ABC owns its soaps outright. So there's really no reason for them to say that their soaps are going to be renewed. If you really think about it, over the past 10, 20, 30 years, there wasn't really a lot of talk about ABC soaps being renewed. It's a little bit different when you talk about some of the other soaps like the Young and the Restless and Days of Our Lives, which I know all of you out there know had recent pickups in the past couple of years. Well, the reason for that is because there's sort of more moving parts involved in the show. It's not just CBS. There's Sony, which distributes the two soaps, and then you have the production companies. You have the Bell family for The Young and the Restless, and you have the Corday family for Days of Our Lives. So there's a whole lot of meetings of the mind that need to go on, and it's much easier to iron out long-term pickups for those shows because of there being so many uh, parties involved, as opposed to ABC, where it's one network, one mind, and they just sort of keep the shows going if they want, or, as we saw last year, they can cancel soaps at any time. So while a year ago we were all mourning and shell-shocked and trying to figure out what we would do in a world without All My Children and One Life to Live, we were live on the air the day after that announcement was made. And beforehand, I'd made arrangements to have All My Children star Christina Bennett Lind, who played Bianca Montgomery, come on the show 
and talk about her character and basically have a chance for all of us out there to get to know her, thinking that we would have many, many years together. It turned out not to be the case, as we know. And I gave Christina the opportunity to back out of the show because I didn't know she would want to come on and really talk about a decision that was still so fresh. And obviously for her, she just found out that she'd be losing her job. But Christina graciously agreed to keep her commitment and come on. And she said during the course of the show that being able to talk to fans was sort of a way to help heal what she was feeling. I know that there are still so many of us out there that miss tuning into All My Children and One Life to Live. And we may never get over the fact that we won't be seeing them again. And there are some fingers crossed that we'll see them again one day in some shape or form. But let's flash back to one year ago, April 15th, 2011, and hear from Christina Bennett Lind as fans were trying to put the pieces together after ABC's announcement that the show was canceled. I want to thank you so much uh, for coming on today. I know that it's been a very emotional 24 hours. It has, it has. I was at the studio this morning and there's still a little bit of, a, of an aftershock. It feels like we've um, been through some kind of storm. Definitely a strange feeling on set today. Was it difficult for you to go back in to work today after after learning yesterday that all my children would be going off the air? Um, I mean, I, no. It was uh, actually, yeah, I had a 6.15 call this morning, and I, I thought to myself, oh, this is why I do, you know, this is why I do this. I still love this job, and everybody, um, you know, everyone I work with is so wonderful. So I had no, I wasn't worried about coming in today. I knew it would be a little bit of a strange environment, but yesterday uh, it just felt like a giant family, um, you know, through all these, through this, this circumstance, it actually it brought us very close together yesterday, and um, yeah, I'm just really honored to, to have you know been been with them for as long as I was, and um, you know to see the end of this era, I think is is also if it has to be this way, um, it feels like we're all sort of pulling together to do it all, all together as one big big family and trying to end really strong. So it actually felt pretty good coming into work today. Before we get into some of my fun questions so that folks can learn a little bit more about you, I'm sure yeah. that you have received uh, a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails, and a lot of tweets. Uh, mm -hmm. I'd like to start off this segment by giving you a chance to give a message to all of your fans who are listening today. Uh, well, first of all, just I want everyone to know how, how much I really have appreciated being embraced so fully. I know it was a really hard transition. and. Uh, um, you know, I, I remember watching um, actually General Hospital when I was a teenager. My older sister really loved the show, and uh, she had a crush on Lucky. And uh, <laughs> when when Jacob Young took over the role, uh, which was about when I was watching, uh, I remember thinking, "Oh, that's hard. That's an adjustment. It's like a um, a glitch in the matrix," you know. And uh, I remember thinking, <laughs> "Oh, that's uh, that's something." Um, you know, it's a really hard thing to do, but it it, it really takes the audience to embrace that change and uh, the suspension of belief a little bit there and really go with it. And, and I feel that my fans have done that. And I'm really very, really honored to be playing this role and, uh, and I, you know, and to have followed Eden with it. And I do feel like I sort of share a little bit of that character with her now, obviously not quite as much, but, um, but I feel like I really owe that to the fans for, for all of their support and, and they're sort of uh, jumping off the cliff with me 
Um, and, you know, just, just to impart what a wonderful show it is and how it's been such a, a really life-changing experience for me. And uh, I just want to thank everyone for, for all their support and all their their outcries. My God, it's, uh, it's incredible. I think, uh, you know, well-deserved. It's been a really wonderful run, and uh, I, I'm just honored to be a part of it. Earlier this year, Christina returned to Soap Central Live, and she was joined by actress Eden Regal for a little something that we called Bianca Palooza. It was meant to be a celebration of all things All My Children and, of course, to celebrate the landmark character of Bianca Montgomery. And sort of unwittingly, it became a goodbye as both Eden and Christina realized that they would never again be stepping into Bianca's shoes And it was a chance for them to say goodbye to the character and also to thank the fans for their years of support. We'll take a listen now briefly to first Eden and then Christina talking about what it meant to be on All My Children. I mean, this is, I'm like kind of getting a little like, like clumped over here because, um, I mean, in a way, this kind of feels like weirdly, unexpectedly, like the closing of like a big chapter, um, yeah. like the Bianca chat. Like, uh, like I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I kind of didn't expect this, but, um, but it's amazing to hear how vital Bianca is in the lives of so many people, and how much she's touched their lives as much as she's touched mine. Um, and I do feel like I'm a part of a, a really incredible legacy. And this has been 12 years of my life, um, and I, I, I really can't believe that Bianca is not going to be living on television or on the Internet anymore. Um, but I just want to thank the fans for, you know, sharing this with me. It was, it was an amazing ride, and, and it's going to stick with me forever. And Christina? Oh, um, actually, you're, you're so right, Eden, about that. I didn't expected either until you just said that, that it would be feeling kind of like, um, uh, you know, uh, sort of, um, oh, I don't want to go there, but a little bit of a memorial for all that, that Bianca has done and all that you did and then all that I kind of was able to take with me. And um, I guess, I mean, I it was a life-changing experience for me doing this. Um, I feel intense gratitude to everybody who really, I mean, I don't think I, I would have uh, been a good recast if you guys hadn't accepted me as one. So it's I really owe so much of that to you all, and uh, and I just I feel very grateful and proud and uh, honored that I was able to share even a small part of it. I was hoping for more, but uh, you know it's it's been an amazing ride, and I will also never forget it. As you can imagine, as the days and weeks went on, a lot of people had a lot of things to say about ABC's decision to cancel All My Children and One Life to Live. In fact, we devoted an entire hour the week after the announcement was made to the Soap fans to allow fans to call in and share their thoughts on the cancellation announcement. And as you can imagine, there were different degrees of the grieving process that were represented during the show. Some were still in shock. Some were angry. Some had accepted the decision. Here's a sampling of what some of the folks had to say a year ago when All My Children and One Life to Live had been canceled. Uh, Let's go to Kentucky and let's take a call from Shawnee. Shawnee, you are on Soap Central Live. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm enjoying the the conversation with soap fans this hour. So (laughs) I'm going to let you have your chance. What do you think about the cancellations? 
Well, I, I'm heartbroken. I cried for probably, you know, two days straight um, just because I just came back to the soaps. I started watching with my grandmother and with my mom, and it's kind of a, a heritage for me. You know, I, when I was sick, I would sit with, with my mom and, and eat tomato soup and grilled cheese sandwiches and watch Erica Kane in all her antics and Vicky with her personalities. And it just, you know, it's nostalgia for me. Okay. In the event, Shawnee, that somebody is listening and they're thinking, oh, my God, this woman is crazy. She cried that television shows were canceled. <laughs> how, do you ex- how do you explain to someone who may be listening who isn't a passionate soap fan, uh, how do you explain to them why this really rocks you to your core? Well, because, I, you know, they were the people I grew up with. They were the people that I, I knew about through my parents, through my mom. Um, you get involved with these soap operas. You, you get entrenched in their stories. And I got angry when Erica would be mean to Brooke. And I got mad, <laughs> you know. I would, I would love, I, I loved the fights, but I hated the fights. Um, and I, I, I felt with them. I cried with them. Well, uh, you know, a lot of the stories touched me. And, and I was only 13 years old, but I still, I have the love stories. Um, well, let me ask you quickly, are you, let me ask you quickly, do you think this is the end? Uh, are you participating in anything to convince the network or advertisers to sort of get this decision changed or, you know, have you accepted it? What, what goes through your head? No, I'm, I'm still fighting. Um, I'm on every day on, um, Facebook and seeing what the target is and but I'm trying to be very respectful. Um That's when important. Oprah made her her announcement, you know, I understand why she did it. I I'm not angry with her. I I just, you know, was hoping <laughs> that she That's, could help. Um yeah. but I'm glad that she made a statement about it. Elizabeth, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. So let's talk about the cancellations. What do you have to say? I'm like, I am so angry about this because I've watched, you know, all my children and want to live with my mother, my grandmother. And, you know, these soaps have been a part of my life for so long. So, and to see them go is ridiculous. I've been, uh, like the other Elizabeth said, I've been contacting, you know, the sponsors and doing whatever I can to get them to pull their ads from ABC. And I'm doing, you know, whatever I can to save these soaps because I don't, you know, how much reality TV can you watch? I'm sick of reality TV. There's too much reality TV. You know, when it's like, why take away something that people love just to put in more reality TV? Those are a couple of the reactions that fans had one year ago this week right here on Soap Central Live to the news that ABC had decided to cancel All My Children in One Life to Live. Well, it isn't just cancellation announcements that get fans worked up. If you think that those fans had opinions, well, fans are speaking out about a non-cancellation announcement. Days of Our Lives is making some changes behind the scenes and on screen. We're going to talk about that coming up in the next segment when Soap Central Live comes right back.
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Welcome back to Soap Central Live's Then and Now episode. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. If you are just joining us and don't know what the then and now means, well, we are looking at soap stories, the big news stories that are going on right now, and comparing them to what was going on in the same soaps a year ago. In the last segment, we talked about ABC's quiet, subdued announcement that General Hospital had been renewed for another season, and contrasted that to the big announcement a year ago, that the network had decided to cancel both All My Children and One Life to Live. It isn't just the cancellations of soaps that gets soap fans up in arms. In fact, there are a lot of Days of Our Lives fans who are upset and taking to Twitter and elsewhere on the Internet to express their outrage about some changes that are not only being made behind the scenes, but also on camera. Earlier this month, the show announced that it had decided to let go its head writing team of Marlene McPherson and Daryl Ray Thomas Jr. If you remember, those are the former Passions writers who were brought on to Days of Our Lives in May 2011 to help reboot the show. The reboot was the big relaunch of storylines that were supposed to appeal to a broader range of viewers, and it also was a way to usher in a lot of familiar faces, a lot of characters that fans cared about. Well, Earlier this month, the show also announced that it had let go a lot of those actors who had been brought back as part of the reboot. The actors that have been told that they will be exiting the canvas are Matthew Ashford, Sarah Brown, Christy Clark, and Patrick Muldoon. When Days of Our Lives was announcing its big reboot, I happened to be on hand at the Days studio and had a chance to talk to a lot of the stars that were involved. And there was a great feeling of high expectations. There was a lot of excitement about the reboot. So what happened between then and now? Well, we'll talk a little bit about that coming up. But first, let's listen to some of the interviews with the stars talking about the reboot, 
starting off first with Sarah Brown. I've been doing what I'm doing for 16 years, and in none of that time have I ever spoken to you. In 16 years? How is that even possible? Have you avoided me? Be honest. You've been avoiding me. That sucks. Wow. <laughs> no, it's... Yeah, it's so weird. It's, uh, so I'm glad. I feel like there's, there's a whole lot in, in four minutes to, to, to hurry up and, right. and catch up. Let's do you. it. 16 years in four minutes. Go. Uh, first of all, obviously, having uh, been on a couple of different soaps, there's, there's a lot of different experiences. And for me, having covered it, it seems that... There's a level of excitement here at Days right now that I haven't seen anywhere else. So I'm wondering, are you, are you witnessing that too? Well, I'm super excited to be here too. And I'm trying to bring all that excitement with me into this place as well. And I think you can feel it. Everyone is excited. We're not dying. We're bringing in viewers. The ratings are going up. There's innovation happening. So it's kind of like a revolution. And that's always exciting, you know? Reinventing. We're not reinventing the soap, but we're reinventing ourselves. All of us, actors, producers, directors, everyone is sort of striving for where's the creativity? How do we get this to be more creative, more interesting to today's modern-day audience? And so anytime something is changing, it's fun to be there. It's fun to be part of that. It's not a dark, it's changing, it might not work. Oh, God, what are we going to do if it doesn't work? I think everyone's sort of in it with that attitude of it's going to work. If it doesn't, it doesn't, and it'll go off the air. But it's not going to happen like that because we're all doing everything that we can possibly do to make it better. I have to tell you, it is so nice to hear someone say that uh, you know that they want to fight for these shows. Yeah, fight for them. Why lay down and die? You know, I got to the point where I was like, I give up. I'm out. You go ahead and do what you're going to do with the soaps, and I'll just keep my mouth shut. And then this came around, and I was like, yeah, I'm just not. Nah, it came around again, and I was not. Well, all right, let's just talk. And when I first started to talk to Greg, I heard exactly what I was looking for, which was somebody who wanted to change things, who wasn't going, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And then I would have to say, but it's broke. <laughs> you know, it's not working. Come on. Daytime isn't working. People are going off the air. They're losing their jobs. Nobody's interested anymore. There are some really specific things that need to be done to bring the audience back and back and back. Because this show is rising up. It's, it's getting more viewers. But we need big viewers. We need big changes. It's not brain surgery. I feel very confident that the person running our show knows what those changes are. And they're, they need to go from the ground up. I mean, it, it is an overhaul that needs to be done. This is just one piece of it. And bringing back romance and love and, and the afternoon is another big piece of it. But that's our core audience, you know? Sex. Sex. You know, not dead babies, but sex. Not people falling down the stairs every Friday, but sex. You know, that will make me want to watch it on Monday, trust me. It doesn't, you don't have to, it's just that I know I'm going to get that those things that I need in my daytime day that are exciting that I want to talk to my friends about and I'm not embarrassed about. You know, daytime is that one place where you can go, oh my God, did you see how hot he was? Oh my God, did you see how hot he was when he was there the thing? And you don't have to be embarrassed about it. But at the same time, the network has to realize that if you tell the world that we're not good enough to attend your premieres and your functions and be on your television shows at the your primetime shows, then you're telling the world that we're not cool. And if you're telling them that we're not cool, they're not going to watch it. So it's your nose you're cutting off your own face. And so I think that there's that's working over here where they're going, oh, you mean, oh, it's perception. It's part of it is that it's the perception that we're also contributing to. 
talking about perception, one of the things that I, I was taken by, and I know that they're going to come and, and give me the wrap-up finger shortly, uh, <laughs> is that you, you made a specific point of saying that your new character is... Uh, there's a positive, that there's, there's a change. And I know that that's something that uh, seems to be important for you. Uh, positive change? Uh, yeah, change is very important of, to me. You know, in, in terms of it doesn't have to be all murder. It doesn't oh, have no, to be. no, it doesn't have to be. In fact, we don't, I, it's not that I don't, you know, people don't want to watch that. It's just that daytime has a specific audience. And I'm a girl. My daughter's a 13-year-old girl. Guess what we have in common? Josh Dumel. Ryan Gosling. We both want to see him take off his shirt. And guess what? So does my mom. And that's the, you know, the bold truth. It really is. You need good actors. You need good actresses. The men just have to take their shirts off. No, I'm just kidding. But no, you just, I'm just saying that sex and love and romance is a huge part of what draws women to run to the TV. And they're going to do that here. I've already seen it. Trust me. (laughs) Sarah Brown joined the cast of Days of Our Lives in October 2011. And there are some fans who say that her character didn't quite catch on because she wasn't woven into storylines that they necessarily cared about. But there are a lot of soap fans who love Sarah Brown's work. Of course, she's been on several other soaps. She's been on The Bold and the Beautiful as Aggie Jones, on General Hospital twice, once as Claudia Zakara and the other as Carly Corinthos. And she's also appeared on As the World Turns as Julia Larrabee. I mentioned those two roles on General Hospital. One of the characters was killed off, of course, Claudia, and Carly is currently played by another actress. So could Sarah Brown return to the show either in a resurrected form as Claudia or maybe as another character? Well, nobody's saying, but I'm sure there are a lot of GH fans out there that would love to see Sarah back on their screens. Or maybe there's fans of other soaps that would love to see their soap grab her back. Could she go back to the bold and the beautiful? Probably not, since they didn't seem to have much story for her, but there always is the young and the restless. But moving back to Days of Our Lives, one of the other stars that we talked to during the big reboot was Patrick Muldoon. Let's hear what he had to say about his big return to Days of Our Lives last year. Uh, first of all, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be back. It's like a family reunion, for sure. You know, for, for folks out there who know that you were here before and you left and now you're back, what does it mean to you uh, to be welcomed back by the fans? It is, look, I knew it would be special, but I didn't know how special. And uh, there's really no, when something like this happens to you in your life, when you can leave something and come back 15 years later and be so welcome back. Um, what does it feel like? There's what I, I'm sorry if I'm like mumbling it because I'm trying to fit, I'm trying to put it into words. That's fine. I was unprepared. I'm unprepared for what this is. It really is kind of a family reunion, and there is a warmth between everybody. There is a um, what it is is yeah, it's a reunion, but it's also a reunion with with the characters and the fans too. So. What's it like? I'm still processing it, really. But I, I couldn't, how do I say it? I couldn't, um, I didn't know what to expect. And it's just, been, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. 
It's been a long time, as you know, I've talked with other people, it's been a long time since soap fans seem to really have something to uh, be excited about. There's a, a lot of sad news with cancellations and whatnot in there. Uh, what is it on your side to see that there's so much excitement, not just about the returns, but about the, the show as a whole? I think what you see is what's kind of coming to the surface is that I think Days of Our Lives has a bigger fan base than reads and numbers. We used to have certain award shows and, I, you know, Soap Opera Digest or whatever, and other shows may have been in the numbers back then, higher at certain times or lower, whatever. But the fans really support this place. And we're here, and, you know, we're not cutting back we're doubling down and basically what we're doing is counting on our fans and um so what i mean you know that, that's a testament to them that this is happening well let me ask a little bit about that i mean you mentioned that uh, you know with the fans and the numbers and things like that there are a lot of fans who feel that they're not counted that you know, people don't think that they're they're really watching, and, and the ratings are down. But yet, everywhere you go, you know, you see someone who knows these characters, and it says that they watch. Here's one thing: fifteen years, and I've been doing a lot of stuff in these fifteen years. And you know, I've been a producer, of movies, television, or or music, or whatever. I'm a man of a, a lot of different hats. But no matter where, what room, I've walked into, in this in this in this time period I'd say hey I'm Patrick and somebody would always in the room would be like no you're Austin so that's to me I've never uh, I'm always reminded I've always been reminded of uh, how uh, what's the word yeah the the fans out it's it must have a huge fan base no, there are some actors who walk away from that, who who don't want to be remembered for their daytime role. Too bad you can't you can't help it. I mean, there's what are you going to do about it? You know, but mine especially. I didn't. I don't think when Chrissy and I were here, you know, the whole Carrie and Austin thing. We didn't think of our. We were like two actors trying to keep our jobs. We didn't know that we were. People say a super couple or something like that. But what an honor! Fifteen years later, to be invited back and to be welcomed back. Uh, and that's just, uh, you know, those stories must have made some kind of impression, I guess. And, um, yeah, that, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm lost in what, what you asked me to do, but what you, what you were asking me. But it's just, I've always been reminded every day that of a job I had 15 years ago, and here I am again, <laughs> you know? It's got something to do with the fan base. It's got everything to do with the fan base. Well, this is a, a good opportunity then to uh, speak to those fans directly. I mean, the ones who've supported you uh, when you were here before and when you're here now. Yeah. What would you What would you say to them? What's your message uh, to everybody out there who's uh, you know who's listening and, and getting ready to uh, welcome you back? I think that I'm. I don't think I know. I'm absolutely sitting here because of them. So, I guess my message is thank you, because it's a reunion for me. And it's a reunion, reunion with, with all of us and them, and a reunion with them and uh, certain characters that they haven't been able to see in a while. So, yeah, it's just a, it's, it's a special thing. And one last question, because I see her coming in with the, with the hookup thing. Uh, <laughs> what does Days of Our Lives mean to you? 
Right now, without thinking about it, family. Period. And uh, a little drama attached to it. <laughs> what family doesn't have drama? <laughs> yeah. Another of the actors that has been told that they'll be leaving Days of Our Lives is veteran actor Matthew Ashford. If it seems like we've talked about Matt Ashford leaving the show before, well, we have. I've been looking through his About the Actors profile on SoapCentral.com, which you can get to from the Days section by clicking on About Days in the blue navigation menu and then selecting the About the Actors actor biography option. And... Matt Ashford returns to days after long hiatus was the big news story in December 2000. Then in August 2003, Ashford's jacked to be killed by Day's serial killer. Then we had Matt returning in June 2006. Then we had him exiting in July 2006. Not to be outdone, he returned in May 2011. At least that's when the announcement was made that Matt Ashford would be returning to Days. And here we are again in April 2012, and the news is that he's leaving. But long before we got the news that Matt would be leaving the show again, we talked to him about his big return to Days of Our Lives. Here's an interview with Matt Ashford from September 16th, 2011, from Soap Central Live. Let's take a listen. People give the life for a dream and a goal and a person and, and do anything to make absolute fools of themselves. And in the past, you know, it's fun, funny they said the thing about Jack being bumbling or a fool. Well, he never thought of himself as a fool. And he never wanted to be a and he definitely was not a bumbler, didn't consider himself that. But if he bumbled and somehow became foolish because of Jennifer, that was, in fact, let the audience draw its own conclusion. Um, that's the way I always looked at it. And, you know, if it's kind of skew, skewed off the, the edge, you know, that's fine, too, because that happens. But, but you know, the, the writing now, the intent now um, follows that with, I think, with everybody. A lot of people doing things, you know, taking extraordinary measures to try to win, win back, you know, gain a person that they love or gain something of themselves again. Um, I, that's the interest of the writers now. That's the interest of the producers and to find those people who aren't afraid to be, you know, to show their heart. And I think that what you said, though, is so true. Who out there who's going to be watching this hasn't had their, that moment where they look back and go, oh, my gosh, I was so head over heels that I was acting a little bit unlike myself or I was acting like a fool. Yeah. I think that that's so easily identifiable. Fool for love. You know, I mean, that the point is, uh, you know, and sometimes some people say I was more alive in that moment than I've been ever since than my wow. cautiousness, my cautious self ever, you know, and so we do that. But the important thing is, and this is where the storytellers come in, is that there is a price to pay for that foolishness. There's a price to pay for those, those moments, those, you know, those moments of glorious insanity. And then you end up paying for it. Hopefully, hopefully you're paying for it is, is also part of the story that you can really um, enjoy and jump into, um, you know, not just feel bad about. That's, you know, because there is cause and there's effect, you know. This is where we, but uh, the fact is that we as human beings continue to try and continue to make new causes. That's what makes, that's where the hope is. And I mm -hmm. think the show has always had a sense of hope, um, you know, not, if not, not just the character hope, but, but a true <laughs> sense of hope. So, um, you know, that's, 
that's what it's, I mean, I believe that's what it is. And you look at these characters that they continue, they continue, they continue, you know. So mm-hmm. that's what I think that, I think, you know, this, the writers and Greg Meng, and, you know, he thought, you know, he told me, you know, when he, we talked initially, you know, about this amazing upsurge of people who love this show and what it means in their lives. And it really awakened his, opened his eyes up to, you know, the kind of the, the heart tug of this show. And I think that's really where this show is, is headed. Well, while we're talking about those fans and the folks who this show means so much uh, to them, what about you? I mean, what do the fans and their support over all of these years, what has that meant to you personally? Well, it's, um, it's you know, for the actor, it's like, you know, do you act in a vacuum? Not, actually, no, no, you can't. Uh, true, if there's a true back and forth that goes on between a performer and their, and their audience, you know. The audience is just as much of a sh- the show. And for me, the response from people has always been really amazing, you know. I mean, it's, it's, it's weeks later, sometimes months later, or years later in some cases, but that people's response to me kind of taking a chance and saying, this is what it, it, this is what this man is at this time. This is what this means at this time. And to take a chance and maybe make a choice that isn't the most um, popular or easy and um and then their response the resonance you know has always kind of like reaffirmed for me that i'm i need to keep trying and keep challenging something something new something different and Hmm. you know the fans have been really great about that and now i've just kind of joined this um twitter facebook world uh (laughs) and all that and and i'm I'm seeing that as much and more than ever people really responding and you know it's very it is very gratifying because you know you i work on stage and you know, you have immediate gratification, and here I get a chance to, to get people's response as well to the the work of sometimes weeks and months and sometimes years. Well, and after having been away for a bit of time, were there any jitters, or was it sort of like going back home after a vacation? How would you describe it? Well, it's definitely like going home, uh, coming home. You know, it's, it's really fun, but the jitters are in that, you know, you know, the show is really rocking and rolling, working at a very fast pace, very intense. Everybody comes in knowing their lines. If they don't know their lines, they have to learn them very quickly. And, you know, knowing what you're doing. Um, um, and to being making very strong choices, you know, and, and being in good communication with your fellow actors and the producers and writers, directors, um, uh, you know. So yes, uh, it, 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 uh, it, the the great thing was like you know looking side to side and seeing other people kind of jumping up to that the same way. You know, Drake was doing it. Deidre, I'm sure you know, she did it amazing. Uh, Patrick was Patrick was doing it. So those were our interviews with Sarah Brown, Patrick Muldoon, and Matthew Ashford from last year talking about the Big Days of Our Lives reboot. And as we've been saying all segment and, of course, on SoapCentral.com, Days is sort of undoing that big reboot that they did last year. They've gotten rid of the head writers that were responsible for writing the reboot, and they've decided to write out a lot of the characters that were brought in as part of the reboot. So what's the reason for that? Well, in an interview with TV Guide's Michael Logan, Days of Our Lives co-executive producer Greg Meng said that there's some issues with the ratings. The ratings haven't quite gone to where Days and the folks involved in getting Days on the air want them to be. Here's what Greg Meng said. He said, we spoke with the network and collectively felt we needed to take a pause 
make a change with the writing and the style of the show for a while and see if that will redirect things. The rating situation is very complex and difficult, and we have a tremendous challenge with that right now. Everybody on the day's team, and that includes NBC and Sony, our distributor, wants the show to succeed, and we're doing everything we can to make it work. The rating situation that Meng was talking about, apparently from the internal research at Days of Our Lives, they found that a very, very small portion of people who are watching Days of Our Lives are actually being measured by the Nielsen family. That, of course, is one of the big mysteries of the rating system, is that it doesn't seem that everyone is being counted or that people feel that they're being shortchanged. So now that that's sort of in play, where maybe the rating systems aren't accurate or maybe they need to be revamped, maybe that'll be something that the networks and shows push for. I don't necessarily know that it will be in time to save any of our shows from dropped ratings, but everywhere I go, I talk to people who say that they watch soaps, and yet in meeting all these people who say they're watching soaps, it doesn't seem like the ratings are budging. I find it hard to believe that everyone that I seem to encounter watches a soap, yet the ratings on TV are still declining. So that's going to be one of the changes that is going on at Days of Our Lives. As I mentioned, they've also decided to change the writing team. Days will be bringing in Gary Tomlin, who was a former co-executive producer at Days of Our Lives. You may remember that he presided over One Life to Live during their big live shows. They did a week of shows that were broadcast live, unlike the taping that's being done now. It was really successful. It was also very exciting to watch to see what would happen. Would they fumble? Would there be any technical errors? Would some of the actors from other shows run through the background naked as they uh, promised that they were going to do. No, that didn't happen. So uh, you can rest assured that you didn't miss any sort of exciting nudity in daytime television. Uh, they've also brought on Christopher Weitzel, who is a former Days co-head writer. So the two of those folks will be in charge of writing Days of Our Lives. They've also managed to bring in Lorraine Broderick as a storyline breakdown writer. Lorraine, of course, presided over All My Children during the end of its run and really made All My Children go out on a high note. She's one of the, I would say, best writers that All My Children had in its, uh, in its run other than Agnes Nixon. So the, those are going to be the three people who are responsible for writing Days of Our Lives. But here is the unfortunate sort of twist. Days of Our Lives is taping so far ahead that the episodes in which these three new writers are involved will not be airing until August. That's right, we are in April, and we're talking about August. So we've got May, June, July, August. Four months until the turnaround happens, this re-reboot. And I don't know that that's uh, necessarily a good thing. So if you're saying that what you have on the air right now isn't working, they're having to stick with it for another four months before they're able to really start making any changes. I'd be interested in hearing what you guys think of that. Is this something that works for or against Days of Our Lives? You can send us your thoughts and comments by visiting SoapCentral.com slash radio and clicking on email. Or an even easier way is to follow us on Twitter at SoapCentralLive and send your thoughts and comments there. And coming up in the next segment, it's a special tribute to someone who's inadvertently had an impact on Soap Central Live. Stay tuned for a special tribute to Dick Clark coming up after this break.
Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, so fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com We're going hopping, we're going hopping today when things are popping. Philadelphia way, we're gonna drop it on all the music they play on the bandstand. Earlier this week, television and radio personality Dick Clark passed away at the age of 82. And though while we here in Philadelphia may selfishly claim Dick Clark as our own for the years he spent here filming American Bandstand, Dick Clark truly was an American icon. Millions of people look forward to ringing in the new year with Dick Clark every year. And of course, Dick Clark had extensive ties to the daytime community. In 2010, he was honored by the Daytime Emmy Awards for his work on American Bandstand. He also earned three Daytime Emmys as Outstanding Game Show Host for his work on the $25 and $100,000 Pyramid. Many of you out there know that we have sort of our own version of the $25,000 Pyramid here on Soap Central Live. It's called the $250 Soap Pyramid. And while I will probably never win an Emmy for my hosting gig on the Soap Pyramid, and certainly will never match up to Dick Clark's legendary status as game show MC. I did want to air some of our favorite moments from the Soap Pyramid as a special tribute to Dick Clark. Let's take a listen. So, okay, there's going to be 60 seconds on the clock, and are you ready, Hillary? I am. All right, here we go, and we'll start. He is an actor. He was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He was an Independence Day. Uh, she is Secretary of State, married Hillary to Bill. Uh, one of Charlie's Angels, uh, line of clothing at Kmart. Jacqueline Smith. Uh, uh, he was the guy who, the first one to climb uh, Mount Everest. Hillary, uh, Sir Edmund Hillary. Yes. Um, they have cough drops. They're siblings with cough drops. Smith Brothers. Uh, they were, uh, they made rifles in the Old West. Smith and West. Yes. Um, he's a football player. He was on Dancing with the Stars. Um, oh, no, really. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll go back to that one. Uh, she's an Academy Award winning actress. She was in, uh, Maggie Smith. Boys Don't Cry, I think. Uh, and Hillary the, and the, yes. Um, they are, uh, it's the museum in D.C. It's a whole bunch of them all together into one. Smithsonian. 
Yes. Uh, ooh, gosh. Uh, she's a gossip columnist for one of the New York Emmett newspapers. Emmett Smith. With the, yes, other one. the other one. It, I don't know if we got this one. Well, I will try to finish it off. Uh, gossip well, I columnist. said Emmett Smith for the football player that was on Dancing right. with the Stars. Yes, and that was correct. And the last okay. one, we'll just finish it off. Uh, gossip columnist for, I think, the New York Post. Uh, very famous uh, Abby, gossiper. Ask Abby, Abby Smith. Mm-hmm. Liz Smith. Liz Smith. I wouldn't have gotten that one. that one. Clues are going to be to answers that have either Kristen in it or Star in it, maybe Manning, maybe Alderson, a whole bunch of other things. So if you're ready, we are uh, We're going to get ready to play again. And Kristen, I'm going yes. to put some... It's 60 seconds. Are you ready? Um, yes. Okay. All right. She is a uh, Broadway actress. She is uh, 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 blonde. Kristen she was in Chenoweth. Wicked, I think. Yes. Uh, he plays Matthew on One Life to Live. Um, he's, um, oh, my God, Eddie Alderson. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was one of the Beatles, not uh, 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 Paul or John, the other one. Ringo Starr. Yes. Um, uh, she was in, uh, I think, Twilight. Kristen Stewart. Ooh, good. Uh, uh, Jiminy Cricket sings it in Pinocchio. Da, 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 da. When you wish upon a star. Yes. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, she was on uh, maybe Veronica Mars, I think. Kristen Bell. Wow, you're good. Uh, uh, she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, she was Kristen, on MTV. Kristen Cavallari. Uh, uh, it's the name of the navigation system in cars. Uh, I don't. Uh, I think it's what it is. Uh, Next, skip. <laughs> I don't think there are any more. I think that's the last one. Oh my gosh, I have no idea. That's awesome. The stars in those two clips were first One Life to Live's Hillary B. Smith. She's now appearing on The Bold and the Beautiful as Stacey Barton. And One Life to Live, now General Hospital, Kristen Alderson plays Star Manning. You can hear both of those episodes in their entirety in the archives at subcentral.com slash radio. One other thing that Dick Clark was known for was TV's bloopers and practical jokes, which he co-hosted with Ed McMahon for many years. I dug up a blooper and a practical joke that have never before been heard here on Soap Central Live, and I figured we would close today's shows with those. Let's take a listen. Oops, sorry. I just beat the hell out of the microphone. We are going to go to the phone lines. We have a call from Dorothy. Dorothy from Kansas. Welcome to Soap Central Live. <laughs> uh, I hate you. And that will do it for this week's Then and Now edition of Soap Central Live. If you've missed any part of today's show, you can check it out in the archives at SoapCentral.com slash radio. While you're there, you can check out 120 other episodes. They are free to listen to. You can download them or stream them live. Pretty much any device that you have, you can put it on and listen to it while you're walking, while you're in the car, anywhere you can be, SoapCentral Live can be. To find out who's going to be on our show next week, be sure to follow along at Soap Central Live on Twitter. You can also find us at SoapCentral.com. You can check us out on Facebook as well. So until next week when we meet again for the continuing saga of Soap Central Live, I'm Dan Kroll. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. 
Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.